Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. I'll go off of uh, what he said. Um, We live privileged over here. Um, These people are hungry. Uh, They have a type of hunger that is ridiculous. It's out of this world. Um, I encourage everybody to do more inside of church and more outside of church. Um, It's very important, and that's the main goal. Uh, We got to go to plant a church. Amen. You guys were all a part of that, and it was a very special moment for us. Um, The first Saturday, we we hit the Ciudad Colon Church. Um, That whole city, we preached and talked to everybody we had a chance to. Uh, passing out flyers and preaching the gospel. And um, Sunday, we went over to the Pavas Church, which Pastor mentioned. Um, and that we had a great service over there. I got to see some old friends that I grew up with um, serving in ministry. So that was awesome. Um, yeah, we went downtown, me and Jose. Uh, a lot of action down there, so he got to see that. It was really awesome. Um, And then Saturday, we had our main outreach. We had a group from Pavas come down um, to Ciudad Colon. And we had a ton of people. Um, We hit the feria, which is like the little market in the city. And we pretty much um, talked to everybody. I mean, we hit every house. I had people chase me down. And uh, I also chased people down, believe it or not. (laughs) That's not a lie. (laughs) You can ask me later. Um, and then Sunday, the grand opening, we had almost 30 new people from Ciudad Colón. Um, yes, which is, which is super, fa- I've never seen growth like that. And we had three miracles. Um, one was the guy with healing um, in the eyes, and then the other guy, his arm, and then I don't remember the third one. But um, I just wanted to leave you with that. Uh, I encourage you guys to do more. I mean, that's what the main goal is. We need to do more. And, um, we need that hunger that they have. So just keep that in mind. God bless you. Praise God. Yeah, the one family he was talking about, he, he dropped off a, a flyer, and then they kind of read the flyer and then, and then chased him down in the car trying to find him. And they said, we're going to be there. And they came. That's very rare that that happens. The whole family walked in. So as soon as we got there on Sunday morning for the inauguration, we, we were there about 10 minutes before and, and got out the car and saw that particular family walking in. And I didn't know who they were, but Landon goes, that's the family. And it, it was a whole family. And the fact that they were there before, before it started was revival in itself. Amen. And we got up there, and the Pavas Church was there already, and the place was just moving already. It was exciting. So um, I'm, I'll, tell some, I'll tell some more stories as well, uh, but I want to read uh, from the Bible, if you wouldn't, put, let me put that background up. Um, this is just a, you know, a night to testify about the power of church planting, amen, and what we're, what we're allowed to be seeing happen, and um, I'm thankful that they were able to go, and uh, you know, they really helped me a lot, I can tell you that, that they really, really helped, I'm so proud of them, and how they just stepped in, and and uh, Landon's Spanish just flowed, amen, amazingly, and, 
and Landon was just bold with people, and both of them were just witnessing and sharing their faith with people. And uh, it was a tremendous um, opportunity to see God use them, amen, uh, individually. And I don't know why they like to go to San Jose so much. It's uh, basically like going downtown. Pastor Mario's crazy about that place, too. I try to avoid it at all costs, and the, the craziness of it. I mean, to me, there's enough craziness there without looking for it. But they like to go downtown, and I, I, I just don't. But I still ended up having to go four times. I had to pick them up, and then we had to go back in again, and somehow it just works out. But it's, it's, when you think of downtown Dallas, I mean, it's different. It's crazy. People are walking everywhere, and, and, and there's, like they said, there's people scoping out to, to, to steal and different things. And so I said, hey, y'all go have fun. And I did something else. So it worked out good. Amen. Let's read Acts 13. I was praying and reading about a, a great section of verses just to kind of sum up uh, this this weekend and this last week of planting this church officially in Ciudad Colon. Tonight they are um, having their first Wednesday night service. And I want to ask us just real quick if you could to stand again. And I want to pray for that service tonight um, specifically. And I also want to pray before we pray for that for um, Richard Wright. This is Ashley's Father, he is, uh, as you know, has a brain a tumor, and uh, he has taken a turn for the worst. That's why Dylan and Ashley haven't been here in the last couple weeks, including with some sickness. But he needs a miracle. I mean, he needs a real miracle tonight. Um, he said, I don't even know what to pray for anymore, but God knows what he needs. God knows he's able. And obviously the most important thing is that he's saved and ready to meet Jesus. Amen. So first and foremost, we're going to lift up Richard Wright, and then we're going to pray for this service in Ciudad Colon tonight's their first Wednesday that people would come back from Sunday. Amen. So just agree with me tonight and those watching online as well. Father, we lift up Richard Wright tonight, right there in the hospital. Lord, you're a God that can do miracles. And we have seen miracles time and time again. And Lord, you're a God of the impossible tonight. We speak to that head and that brain and that tumor. And we cause it to shrink and command it to, to, to be gone in his body. Lord, we pray that he would receive a miracle touch from you right now. Lord, that the family that's there would see a miracle so they would believe in Jesus Christ tonight. We take authority over sickness and disease. And we pray for Ashley and Dylan to feel your peace tonight, to feel your power tonight, to feel your love tonight, Lord, to feel our prayers tonight as a church, as we're not leaving them alone, as we intercede for them and declare, Lord, your healing power to move into that area, wherever they are tonight, over there in Wiley or Garland, whatever hospital they're at, do a miracle touch right now for the glory and the honor of Jesus Christ, Father. And right now we pray in Jesus' name for Ciudad Colon tonight, for Pastor Jose and Marcella and that service that they're going to be starting in just a few minutes, Lord, that those people from Sunday would come back and they would begin to see fruit in that city and fruit in that church. God put an anointing upon him tonight to preach the vision of Jesus Christ, the vision of church planting, the vision of evangelism, and Lord, just do a mighty work there also in our church in Pavas, and Lord, all of our churches around the world as we continue to, to, to walk in the vision, Father, of planting churches, Father. We give you the honor and the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you believe God just did something, let's thank him for it. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.
You can be seated. Prayer is powerful. Amen. You know, as I was praying, I was thinking about our Arusha church, and I get a report every Wednesday, and it's always right when I get up in the morning because they're nine hours ahead of us. And uh, one of the things that I've been really uh, thanking God for is it's been nine months since they've taken over, and they have maintained that attendance on Sunday mornings. I mean, no, that's a miracle. It hasn't gone down. It has maintained for nine months, amen? And, and they've been seeing people get saved, amen? And also, on Wednesday nights, you know, I have a, a special heart for Wednesday nights. As you know, I believe this is the most important service because we come back and we get charged up on Wednesday nights. We have good attendance on our Wednesday night service, and so I'm challenging these new works to really believe God for their Wednesday nights. And so, um, Pastor Jackson in Arusha uh, when he first took over, they, they, the Wednesday nights were, I think they were around 25 or 30 people. And then one day, I think he, he, he uh, sent in a report, and, and there was like 40. And I said, Pastor Jackson, I want you to believe by the time, this was probably in July or, or August, I said, I want you to believe God that by the time this year ends, you'll be running over 50 people on those Wednesday nights. And I want to tell you that it's just September, and he sent me a report tonight for the second time that they had over 50 people on a Wednesday night service. Amen? So it's almost doubled on their Wednesday nights. So God is doing great things. Pavis is having church right now. Ciudad Colon's having church. Bowie's having church right now. And uh, we're, we'll be leaving quickly that Pastor Brian and Pastor Jerry can get Wednesday nights. And we still got two more churches going out. Amen? Isn't this exciting? Isn't it exciting to be a part of church planting? Amen. I want to thank Pastor Mario for uh, preaching great messages. I want to thank you for just going forward as we were gone and, and lifting us up in prayer and, and, just, and just being a part of what God's doing all over the world. It's exciting. Amen. So Acts chapter 13, if you'll just look at this with me, I chose a few verses. Verse 1, it says, Now in the church... That was at Antioch. And we could throw in there tonight Denton. We could throw in there tonight Pavas. We could throw in there tonight Ciudad Colón. We could throw in there Garland and Farmer's Branch and Arusha and Fort Worth and, and South Dallas. Whatever city we're, we're planting a church in. And it says there were certain prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene. Manaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. How many would like your name to be mentioned there? Amen. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now, separate to me. And this is what we do when we plant a church. Someone begins to show themselves approved. Someone begins to, to step up. Someone begins to say yes to the call. And we separate them by the Holy Spirit, and we pray over them, and we send them out. It says, separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And then, having fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them, and they sent them away. So, being sent out by the Holy Spirit. So, church, it's, it's not us that's sending. It's the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're just vessels that God is using. And our pastors in the home church and all the pastors that are part of our fellowship, we're just vessels. But it's the Holy Spirit who really sends. Amen. They sent them down. They went down to Seleucia. And from there they sailed to Cyprus. I'm glad I didn't have to do any sailing on this trip. And when they arrived in Salamis, they preached the word of God. How many know that's what we're called to do? Preach the word of God. 
in the synagogues of the Jews. And they also had John as their assistant. I don't know if it was John Flores or John what, but John was there. Amen. Now, when they had gone through the island to Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew, and let's leave this up for there just for a second, whose name was Bar-Jesus. Every time we go to do something for the Lord, there's always, can you just say always with me? Always going to be an attack. There's always going to be opposition. Whenever we go to do something for the Lord, and as I'm leaving this up there, I want you to think this is for the trip that I'm talking about, but if it's you to go out to outreach on Thursday night or you to go witness at the grocery store or you to do anything great for God, there's always opposition. And when there's opposition, it's not fun, but it is confirmation that God is going to do something great. As I'm re- about to read this about Simon the Sorcerer, I, you know, Friday night, we got there Friday night. And that next morning was the first uh, impact team and the outreach in Ciudad Colon. And, and you know, you don't, uh, you have to acclimate when you get to a different country. Even though this is a country I've been going to for 30 years, whenever you go into a city, and Pastor Mario knows this, and whenever you're going to p- preach as an evangelist or you're going back to a country you've been to, there are spirits. There are spirits in those cities. There are strongholds. There's prince, the Bible calls it in Ephesians, principalities and powers. And we, we shouldn't take lightly how important prayer is. And, and, you know, there's stories in the Bible where when people weren't prayed up, they got beat up. So it's so important to be in prayer. And I can tell you that that Friday night, uh, I, Jose and Landon slept good, but I did not sleep good. I got attacked. I mean, I got spiritually attacked that night very, very, very strongly. And I, I don't even want to try to explain what it was because it's hard to even explain it, but it wasn't fun, and it, and it was difficult, but I knew it was a spiritual attack, and I knew the devil was telling us, and even though it wasn't fun, and I didn't sleep much, and it was a difficult night of praying in tongues, and praying in, praying in the spirit, and fighting a spiritual battle, and, and having no one to call on but the Lord, I wasn't going to go wake them up, and just let them sleep, amen, but it was ugly, and it wasn't fun. But let me tell you something. When I got done and woke up that morning, I had the victory, and I knew that God knew that we were there, and the devil knew we were there, and I knew it was going to be a good trip because of that spiritual warfare. I just say, thank you, Lord, for, the, for what happened because that means the devil knows we're here. And by the time we left, the devil knew we were there, but he was defeated. He was under our feet, and every spirit of darkness was broken. Amen. And there was no problems that entire trip because we won it that night in prayer. And I believe that many of you were praying with me. There may be people here tonight that may even look back and think you might have got woke up that night. You might have been praying. When you get woke up in the middle of the night to pray, don't worry about who you're praying for. Just pray. Does that ever happen to anybody? Right in the middle of the night. Maybe it's 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock. You wake up. You're wide awake. Don't say, oh, I can't sleep. Say, Lord, who do you want me to pray for? Or, Lord, I'm going to pray right now in the spirit. It don't matter who I'm praying for. I'm interceding for somebody. So this, this opposition comes. This false prophet comes. There's always going to be fake when there's something real. Amen? And next verse says, And who was the proconsul Sergius Paulius, an intelligent man? 
This man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. See, the thing is, is there's people, as Landon said, who are hungry for the word of God, but the devil's always going to put obstacles in between. So those people who are hungry can't receive. Amen? And it says, but Eliamus, the sorcerer, for his name is translated, withstood them, seeking to turn. And, and, and this is one, what I want you to understand tonight too, church. There's always going to be opposition when God's doing something great. We need to learn as believers to be mature enough to understand that. And not look at it like I'm being picked on or, or just understand that when God's doing something real, you're going to have somebody withstand you. Okay? Seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Have you ever been witnessing to somebody or talking to somebody and somebody else is around like a fly flying around that you want to swat? And they're talking and they're, they're disturbing and they're, they're causing the person that you're talking to not to listen. Or, or maybe you're in a group of people and, and one person's really listening and all the friends around are making noise. That's the devil. The real devil who's trying to stop someone from receiving the faith. Verse 9. Then Saul, who is called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit. How many people do I have tonight that are filled with the Holy Spirit? How many know we need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Amen? When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we don't have to be afraid of demons. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we don't have to be afraid of sickness. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we don't have to be afraid of a street called the street of knives. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we don't have to be afraid of anything because the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than the devil that's in the world. Amen? How many still believe that tonight? Amen. Greater is he that is in me than the devil that's in this world. And so Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, O fool of all deceit, not fool like F-O-O-L, fool being full of deceit and fraud, you son of the devil. You enemy of all righteousness. Will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And now, indeed, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him. Church, do you realize that there, there's two types of things that happen here? We're believing tonight that those who are blinded would have their eyes opened. But there are some people who can see that need to have their eyes blinded. And those are the ones who are trying to cause mischief and, and cause problems and, and withstand us. We need to bind those spirits of the enemy. There's people fighting your marriage tonight. There's people fighting your finances tonight. There's spirits fighting your health tonight. You need to withstand them in the name of Jesus. You need to look at that spirit and tell that spirit, you lying spirit of darkness, you son of the devil, get out. I'm telling you, you got to move. I'm not going to keep allowing you to mess with my family or mess with my heart or mess with my physical body or mess with my church or mess with my, with my Jesus, amen, or the gospel. we got to get bold with these spirits, amen, and we got to cause those that are having eyesight to do damage to be blinded. 
That's what he does here. He says, okay, you can see, but you're spiritually blind, so that you're going to stay blind so that you can't hinder us anymore. And he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. How many know that's supernatural? Then the proconsul believed. And when he saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. Church, we need more supernatural things to happen in our lives. How many know the greatest witness is a miracle? The greatest witness is the miracle of a transformed life. The greatest wit miracle or witness is when somebody is bound by something and when they get into the Spirit of God, they're free. Somebody comes into a church service and they're sick and they leave healed. That's what people need. That's the greatest witness. And, and I want you to know you can put that background back up tonight. Just as this little part of this story was showing us, there are people like that proconsul who are looking for the truth. Maybe tonight, very possibly tonight, how many have got family or friends or neighbors that you know, especially family that are not saved? You want them to be saved. I would challenge you to go read this story again and realize that there is somebody floating around your family that needs to be blinded to the things of, the, of, the, of God and, and blinded in darkness so they cannot continue to manipulate your family. You need to bind the strong man who's fighting your family. You might not know who it is, but you speak to the Spirit. Something is hanging around your daughter, your son, your uncle, your grandma, your wife, your husband, your family, your neighbor. Something's hanging around, and, and you, you need to bind that. Cause that son of the devil to be defeated. Amen. Look it, in the, look it straight on and say, I'm not afraid of you. Because, again, greater is he that's in me than the devil that's in the world. I'm telling you, the Lord's speaking to somebody tonight, and maybe more than one, that you, you need to start to pray against the spirit of the enemy. That it, Stop praying specifically in, in, for that person in the sense of change that person. Change that person. We know they need to change. But this word of the Lord tonight is telling you somebody around that person is hindering that person that you're praying for from receiving. That's the person you need to pray against. Did you all see that in the story? That person wanted to believe, but somebody was hanging around, like I said, that fly that's just, you just need to swat it. He's the Lord of the flies. Amen, Beelzebub. Swat that fly tonight. Defeat that enemy tonight. But it comes in prayer. Now think about this man's eyes being blinded, and on Sunday we saw a man's eyes opened. And, and that was one of the miracles that Landon was mentioning. And this man was from the city, thank God. He was, not that it wouldn't have been great if he was from Pavis, but he was from the city we started the church in. And he came forward for salvation. And how many know that's the greatest miracle? Salvation is the greatest miracle. Better than any miracle physically, amen? Three people understand that tonight. Let me ask over here, how many know salvation is a greater miracle than physical healing? Amen? The Bible says, what good does it do to get into heaven with your whole body? Better to go in lame to heaven. But the greatest miracle is salvation. This man got saved, and, and, I, and I told the story of, of, of God uh, doing miracles and raised the people's faith and had people come forward, and we prayed. And there was a man that had prostate cancer. There was a man who had a messed up arm, as Landon said. He couldn't even bend it 
any more than that. There was another man who came forward with a, an inhaler and had been using it for 35 years. And I said, you're never going to use that inhaler again in the name of Jesus. Amen. Another man, this particular man came forward and said, I can't see clearly. He could see very, very faintly, very blurly, blurry. I mean, barely could see. And so we prayed, and this particular man, uh, I prayed for the first time. I had Pastor Carlos and Pastor Jose praying with me and prayed for this particular man. And, and I said, after I prayed for him, what, how are you doing now? Can you see? And he said, I can see better. But how many know God is not a God of better? God is a God of complete healing. Amen? And I said, well, we're going to pray again. You know, in the Bible, if you don't know the Bible, Jesus prayed twice for somebody. If Jesus had to pray twice for somebody, then we have to pray sometimes twice for somebody. Jesus prayed for a man in the Bible that was blind, and he prayed, and he said, what do you see? And he went from seeing nothing to seeing men who look like trees. And Jesus said, we're going to pray again. He didn't want to leave that. He could have said, you know, that's good enough. You weren't seeing anything before you met me. Now you see men like trees. But Jesus is a God of completion. So he prayed for that man again, and he was totally healed. So I said to this man, we're going to pray again. I prayed a second time. I said, what now? He said, I can see a little bit better. And he was just squinting, just trying to see. And I said, okay, we're going to pray again. So I had the pastors come over, and we prayed a third time. And the cool thing is, you can ask Landon, don't bombard him. We'll figure out how to show it sometime. On, But he was right there with the camera. He was standing right behind me. And the third time we prayed, he was hit by the power of God, and his eyes began to water. And so when I asked him if he, what happened now, he, could, he couldn't figure it out because so, his eyes were so full of water from the power of God. When he got the water out of his eyes, he opened his eyes, and they went. And Landon got it on camera. He could see totally clear, 100%. And I stood back and said, how many fingers am I holding up? He said, one. How many fingers am I holding up? He said, five. How many fingers am I holding up? And he said, two. It's about this distance, far away. And he was totally healed, amen, for the glory and the honor of Jesus, amen. And Landon's got it on, on video for proof, amen. And Landon even laughed when he saw it. He said, aha. Like that. He was just, he was excited because he saw the face. There's nothing like seeing the face of somebody healed when they know something happened. Amen. And, and so then we, we continued to pray. I, I think about 10 people or so came forward for salvation. Again, most of them from Ciudad Colon. Amen. I can't wait to find out how many came back tonight. That particular man said he was coming back tonight. I said, you go out of here and you tell everybody what Jesus did for you. Amen. Then as we were about to finish, another guy over here, the guy who had the, the inhaler, called me over. He was waving at me, and he said, he said, you prayed for my inhaler, but he said, I came in, and I couldn't see either, and now my eyes are open, and I can see totally clear. So sometimes God heals something you're not even asking for. Amen. God, church, we got to believe God in these last days for an outpouring of miracles, signs and wonders. Amen. Pastor Nestor, Pastor John, you're about to go out soon. When you get out there, don't worry so much about the preaching. Worry about the miracles. Preach Jesus and preach miracles. Amen? Because people are hungry for those things. Amen. So I want to I end tonight by uh, asking you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I want to have some altar time. I wanted to share that with you. I could share many more things, but we're going to have a video on Sunday. 
And uh, by faith, in the name of Jesus, as David's back there in the video thing, uh, hiding from me, amen, in the name of Jesus, he's going to have a good old video for us on Sunday. But how many all over this place, his heads are bowed and eyes are closed tonight, let's do business with God. How many, maybe you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus, personally. It's not about religion. It's not about Knowing about Jesus, it's do you know Jesus tonight? There's so many people. Jesus was always rebuking the Pharisees and Sadducees because they looked good on the outside. They had things together on the outside. But church, there's a world hurting tonight that's on the inside, they're dead. They're like whitewashed tombs, Jesus said. If you're in this place tonight and you're empty, if you're in this place tonight and you've been trying to fill the void that only Jesus Christ can fill, Open your heart up tonight. Open your spirit up tonight. You're watching online. You're listening on the podcast. You're here at the back row, the front row. You're here as a guest tonight. You've never said the prayer of salvation and called on the living God and said, God, I want to change my life tonight. I want to turn my life to you. I want to become your child tonight. How many all over this place could say, Pastor, you are talking to me right now. Just lift up your hand and put it right back down. All over this place, I'm not saved. I need to be born again tonight. All over this place, how many? Front to back, side to side. Church, I want to tell you again today, tonight, I was telling the, some of the pastors who've gone out and reminding them and reminding Pastor Jose, we do a salvation prayer every service because we're not just worried about who's getting saved in here or not. We're, we're telling the devil that this is a soul-winning church. We're telling the devil that this is a place where Jesus is lifted up and, and lives can be transformed and changed. That's why we do this prayer. Maybe you're here tonight and you're backslidden. You're messing around with the things of God. You're not taking serious your walk with the Lord. And tonight you need to turn your life back to Jesus. You're, there's no oil in your lamp tonight. You don't have intimacy with God. You know of God, but you don't have a prayer life. You don't spend time with God outside of church there's things that you've began to do again that you didn't used to do, and the devil's seducing you to go back to your old ways. How many could say, that's me tonight? I need to re rededicate my life to the Lord. Just lift up your hand all over this place. I see your hand, young man. God bless you. How many more? How many more? That's me. You're talking to me. You're watching online tonight. You're listening on the podcast. You're in your car. You're watching maybe on Facebook Live or YouTube. You, don't, you might be here and you don't even know how you found this channel, but it was the Holy Spirit. Tonight, the Holy Spirit's calling out to you. You may be drunk right now. You may be taking drugs right now. You may be popping a pill right now. You may be thinking about taking your life right now, but the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now through this camera. And he's telling you, Jesus is telling you, I love you and I have a better plan for you. Eternity's forever. Follow me and I'll make you a new creation tonight. And we're going to say a prayer in just a moment. I want to ask everyone to stand all across this place in the reverence of the Holy Spirit. The presence of the living God is in this place tonight. Church, as your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I want to repeat something that both Landon and, Des and Jose said. Listen carefully, and I'm going to make be the third person to say it. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Don't take for granted 
the presence of the Lord. Don't take for granted what we have in this church. Don't take for granted that we can come in and feel his presence in this place tonight and know he's here. Because there are people, we ran into many people in Costa Rica who've never felt God's presence, never, don't know what it is, want to know what it feels like. Don't take it for granted. Oh, every time we come in, oh, that feels so good. Oh, it's so peaceful in here. Oh, there's so much love in here. Don't take it for granted. Because a lot of people don't know what it feels like. But that's our job tonight, is to get that power of God out of these four walls and to the highways and the byways to the neighborhoods, to the grocery store, to the bank, to the school, to the streets of downtown. It's our job. It's our call. People are waiting to hear you tell them about Jesus tonight. But there's an opposition. There's a spirit fighting. There's a spirit hanging around and wanting to stop that person that you're witnessing to or that loved one that you want to see saved from hearing the gospel. And tonight, as we come to the altar in just a minute, we're going to take authority over those spirits that are hindering our family members from receiving the gospel. We're going to take authority over the spirit, listen closely, that's trying to hinder these church plants. Church, you think that the devil's just going to sit back and say, oh, go ahead, plant churches. He's going to fight. He's going to lie. He's going to deceive. But church, we're not afraid of the devil. We're not worried about what the devil's doing because we have a Jesus who overcame him. And we need to walk in his power. We don't have to be afraid or scared because we have the power of God in our lives. We, the Bible says we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. The Bible says if we abide in him, he'll abide in us. Tonight we need to stand on the word of God and we need to take authority over those demonic spirits that are trying to come against us and defeat them tonight in prayer. I feel it strongly in my spirit. I'm telling you, God is up to something. We're, we're going to see the greatest revival we've ever seen. It's right on the horizon. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't stop fighting. Press in. Press in tonight. If you raise your hand in this place for, for salvation or rededication, I want you quickly, before we move into the next part of the service, to find that nearest aisle and just come down here quickly, and we're going to pray for you. Come on, just quickly step out. You raised your hand all across this place. Come on. We're going to pray for you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Someone come and stand behind him. Pray with him. Those that are watching online, those that are listening on the podcast, Let's pray this tonight all together as a church. Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. And I believe tonight that you died on the cross for my sins. You who knew no sin became sin for me so I could be God's righteousness. I receive that tonight. I confess tonight that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And I walk in that tonight. And I understand tonight that it is by your grace and by your mercy that I am saved. Forgive me. Wash me clean from all my sins. Cleanse me tonight from my past. Make me a new creation in Christ Jesus. And write my name 
in the book of life. Devil, I no longer serve you. I'm not yours. I belong to Jesus. I'm going to live for you, Jesus. Use me. Teach me. Change me. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thanks again for listening. Amen. If you want to hear more Amen. messages, if you please said subscribe that prayer to our tonight, podcast channel. You're saved. If you like it, consider rating it. Sharing you're it forgiven. For more Hallelujah. content from VWO Denton, Thank you, go to our Jesus. website, VWOTexas.com.